grateful to be here. I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to speak. I want to be hiding under my blankets with my anger and frustration today. And I think that Pej probably knew that when he texted me this afternoon or called me this afternoon and asked me if I wanted to speak. So um, I'm grateful to be here because I know that I should be. My name is Brittany. I'm an alcoholic. I have a little over two and some change years of sobriety and um, I'm a pretty rock bottom, rock bottom alcoholic. My story involves jails and institutions, thank God, not death. Um, I am of the opinion that I was born an alcoholic and that it was a tendency that was present in me far before I chose to put any drink or drug in my system. And I'm of the opinion that as soon as I choose to uh, put something in my system, I do not have control over the way my alcoholism is going to behave. And my alcoholism already wants to act out on a daily, sometimes hourly, sometimes minute basis. So I cannot risk um, abusing substances. A little bit about me, I grew up in the burbs in Southern California to what looked like on the outside for uh, everyone else to see a very nice family that did all the right things. In actuality, I grew up in an environment where we were told that if everything looked fine, it was fine and we don't talk about our problems. Um, very early on in life, I learned that there is a pill or a drink for just about every feeling by watching the adults around me. And it was a long time before I was able to recognize that that is not what people do when they are stressed. You do not just have to sit down and drink or take a Xanax when you're having a bad day. You do not just have to um, lose yourself in that oblivion. But for the longest, that was what I thought that adults did to handle adult feelings. Um, and I looked forward to it. I remember looking up, growing up, looking forward to when it would be acceptable in the family I grew up in, which was like sometime in the teenagers, if nobody was paying attention or you were hanging out with grandpa, I looked forward to being allowed to drink and being allowed to lose myself and connect to my family on this different level that was fueled by alcohol. And, um, I remember the very first time that I drank, it was like fun for a few minutes and I went to sleep. And I, I, I was a late bloomer in terms of ruining my life. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, not late, late, but I didn't party. I wasn't, um, I wasn't one of those kids that was like sneaking out of the house and getting drunk on weekends. I, um, the very first time I got drunk, I was at home with my mother and one of my best friends. We all drank together and I went to sleep. It wasn't until... I was of legal drinking age that I experienced this night where everything was bad and everything was painful. And I went out with some friends to hang out at some apartment and I drank past the point where I was tired. And I remember sitting down on this stupid beanbag chair in this like ridiculously cliched movie version of what a dude's apartment looks like and feeling this floaty feeling and thinking, oh, this is why people drink. And I had experimented with a lot of things by that point, but I remember thinking that just on that verge of blackout was what everyone else was chasing. I was years into my first sobriety when I was trying to explain that 
I didn't believe I was an alcoholic because I didn't have a problem with alcohol. And the person I was speaking to said, when you drink, do you drink to get drunk? Do you drink to get wasted? And it, I was like dumbfounded. I was like, what other reason is there to drink? Yes, I drink to get drunk. Um, and that uh, showed me that I belonged in this fellowship and that I qualified for being here. But um, at a certain point in my, in my illustrious substance abuse career, I reached a place where I, I lost everything in my life. I lost due to my alcoholism, I found myself in prison at almost 25, 25 years old. I turned 25 in county jail. Um, I was on the nightly news for stealing someone's car, a senior citizen's car in a Walmart parking lot in the middle of the night and spent six months in jail where I still didn't believe that the substances were the problem. Like I, I had this separation between myself when I was in my alcoholism and myself dry and I still went back in county jail over and over again to, in, to take any substance that I could. Um, but I believed that I was sober because I wasn't drinking or using every day of my life. And I went to, I went to prison for a couple of years and I thought I was having what I heard in prison AA was a spiritual awakening because I found a faith path that spoke to me. I found something that felt like a higher power I could connect to, but I had no program. And I got out of prison and went through a program. I went through treatment. I started working in treatment. I started going to school to help people through a program. And I was like, would go to meetings because my friends went and I knew that I was supposed to but like I had God and I worked in rehab. So obviously like everyone else could see that I was doing fine. And that thing came up again of nobody can see that I'm miserable. So I must not be. And I sustained this weird fake sobriety where I told everyone this like heroic story of having gotten sober in a jail cell, except for those five, six, seven times that I got high in a jail cell. And I was speaking on panels for incarcerated women and prisoners' rights. Like I, I was on, I was on public access TV speaking up for the rights of people that have substance abuse problems, and I was dry and miserable. And I was talking about the resources that women in prison didn't have that they needed to get to the place that I was at, and the place that I was at was a complete lie. Um, which brings me to the end of my first sobriety as it wasn't, but um, I had one bad day too many. And I had one, I heard a woman at a meeting say you should never have a backache and a page of resentments at the same time. And I remember thinking that as I was choosing to abuse my pain medication <laughs> from, from uh, having some dental work done, pain medication that I didn't need, pain medication that I was super excited to have been written a prescription for, because obviously they couldn't tell I was an alcoholic. And uh, I hid that relapse for almost two years. I think I was 17 and a half months into that relapse and I'm timing myself. I see where I'm at. Um, before all of a sudden one day I realized that everyone around me that I had gotten sober with and that I had in my life that was a sober support system had something that I wanted. And instead of reaching out for it, I was resenting everyone for moving farther than where I was still standing. And 
Like I got mad that my parents didn't call to tell me happy five years on what wasn't my five-year birthday, but like they didn't know, but like, how dare they not call on my fake lying birthday? And the pandemic happened and the whole world shut down. And at one point my relationship shut down and all these things happened. And I felt this huge moment of like, oh shit, I got to talk to God. And I called this woman that had the strongest program that I knew. And I said, I've been lying about my sober time for 17 months and I need to get sober and I need to do it right now. Um, that was the day that Los Angeles got shut down. I met her and she gave me my step one assignment. And my life has dramatically changed in the past year. I have people in my life. Like I don't just hate people anymore. Like I thought I just hated people. Cause that's what we think because people suck, but like I can be friends with other people who hate people and call them when I'm angry at the whole world. And today I got so fucking angry an hour ago. I was so angry 20 minutes ago. I was so angry that me six years ago would have been firing off fuck you emails to everyone I knew. And me right now got a text from my sponsor about how the whole grouch and brainstorm are not my option because I'm a sick alcoholic. And what I need to do is pray for the people that I'm angry at. I have a beautiful life that feels honest and authentic and real. And I have a higher power that doesn't judge me on days when I want to tell everyone to go fuck themselves, but also walks me through that feeling to be of service. And I have a much better relationship with everyone in my life. I've made amazing strides with my family that I never thought I would make because I was so busy talking about how my family would never change. And these abuses that I suffered would never get better. And these people would stay sick, but I'm not as sick anymore. And I was able to walk into just this last week, incredibly difficult conversations with people that I have done wrong by and justified because of the way they wronged me and say, I'm sorry. And I love you. And I want to move forward and ask God to remove resentments before I walked into conversations I thought would never go well. And in the last seven days alone, I've seen so many examples of the way this program works even when you think it won't, even when you don't necessarily believe it's gonna happen, as long as you believe that you're supposed to believe, it, it's magic. Like this AA is magic and I thought it was complete bullshit and everyone was just pretending to be happy here because it's what we're supposed to do to earn our way back into society. And um, that's not the case. So uh, I'm grateful, I'm grateful to be here and I'm grateful that you asked me to speak, Pej. My timer's going off. Thank you for letting me share.